and uh, come up in here and like pull an alarm on us and get us out of here before we want to leave. You never know, you know what's what going to happen. Though? You know what it will be? It will be shorter than Diane Feinstein's service in Congress. That's true. That's true. Our episodes <laughs> generally do not last four generations. Ding dong, the bitch is dead. By the way, until October 31st, and I am happy to do this promo without them ever even knowing it happened, Phoenix Ammunition is doing free shipping to California. They are? And if you go to the... Yes, they are. And if you go to their thing, uh, their, the um, when you get to the, the checkout or whatever, you select the shipping method. It says, good riddance, Diane Feinstein. That's the shipping method. <laughs> yeah, they are uh, They are doing a sale right now. <laughs> Indeed, they are. Uh, normally, of course, they do have free shipping on orders over 300 But if you are in California, uh, you do have a sale option in celebration of uh, an event no. that occurred. I'm not I one did... to celebrate people dying. There is an argument whether this was a person that died. Well, or you see, I said... I don't know. I, I, I did say that, you know, uh, rest in... Uh, well, at least rest. You know, Please don't come back. Indeed. God help us if well, he does. Well, you know, <laughs> the, I saw a tweet that seemed really to... Um, well, you know, like I say here, I don't want to revel in, you know, the suffering of others. I want to celebrate the accomplishments. Well, you know what I mean, though. Like, um, you know, I'm not going to go out there and be like, yay, John McCain died. That's that's just callous and cool. cancer. It's not a cancer. It's a hero. It's a tumor that, you know, <laughs> did did a great service to our nation. And we should salute you know, it's brave and bold service. No, when I was talking to my brother uh, yesterday about, I actually mentioned this. Uh, he mentioned that oh, he needs but, a. But fucking what I was going to say, real, real quick, is uh, that there was um, so apparently a message came through from John McCain, something about it's a dry heat. But anyway, <laughs> and he mentioned he needs a goddamn FFL to get ammo. <laughs> Shit, you not. <laughs> it's fucking California. You need a fucking FFL to get ammo. Apparently, that's not entirely inaccurate because of the new systems they've put in place. None of it works. So I'm telling you, he he yeah he lives he lives in quote not San Francisco, um, because he works in uh, uh in those fields and not tech. As a, uh, and he, well, no, he works in tech, uh, but he he lives in not San Francisco, and uh, and that whole area, as uh, as cancerous as it is, you can imagine, he has to deal with this shit, and uh, he needs a fucking FFL in order to have ammo. Uh, sorry, like to, to get ammo, he needs to go through an FFL. I believe that, unfortunately. Like, and and what was it? Just like a year or two ago, I think he told me that he. Uh, when he he found a way to like he purchased fifteen hundred rounds of uh, of shotgun ammo, and they were only able to sell it to him at two hundred fifty at a time. I had to fill out a fucking uh, background check for each one. Yeah, each one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that sounds about right because you can only have an order of so much at a time, right? You can only order so much a month or some bullshit like that. Uh, he was able to get it all. It's just like every two fifty, you have to fill out a fucking form. You have to do in in two. If your purchase limit is two fifty, so he had to purchase it. You know, two fifty is a lot. 
as a lot. And so that's that's like what five boxes. Yeah, depending. I mean, they it was actually... a bulk sale for it was a bulk sale for fifteen hundred that they had to divide up into those different purchases. Oh, here's the, the here's uh, the interesting part when you want to go and buy a um, a sealed container of eight hundred rounds of Mosin ammunition because that's the way they sell them in eight hundred and eighty round packs. How does that work? <laughs> I have no idea. Because it it's sealed, and like you gotta you gotta go in there with <laughs> a, a pretty massive can opener to get into that son of a bitch. That's sad. I just bought ammo yesterday. Like like I was buying groceries. Yeah, and it's the same here in Florida. Yeah, it's it, yeah. Fucking actually, easy. it is very much like buying groceries. You know, you go out, you pay an arm and a leg for stuff that used to cost oh, a lot less. God. <laughs> Oh, but anyway, uh, there was um, there have been some alarming occurrences that happened just recently, you know. Um, yes, yes, there have. And we should probably talk about that, you know, because. Well, you see, as a as a um, as well, a veteran PhD with twenty years experience in uh, in the field of not pulling fire alarms in a school building, um, a gentleman PhD, uh, say. mistook mistook a uh, the signage of emergency exit only. Um, and do not pull in case of emergency. Uh, and sorry, unless unless it's an emergency, <laughs> pull in case of emergency. I guess it must have been an, uh, an emergency because he said he was on the way in to vote um, in that building. He thought it would open the door, and instead it caused a building alarm. Which he also his Spox says that uh, uh, he thought it wouldn't do. Hmm. Um. That's so anyway, uh, Jamal Bowman has released a statement for immediate release. Oh boy, here's here's a picture of it. I'll go ahead and and, and read it out because I think oh, this please. is gonna do be please. I've I've not be caught uh, his most recent release on this. I I have not either. Um, oh, and and I have the um, my fantastic meme here. Uh, I'm gonna drop in as well. I think. So I think he. I think the reason we were having trouble with OBS earlier is that sorry, uh, with Odyssey earlier is he. He knew we were going to be reading his statement, and uh, he wanted us to have the best Odyssey experience possible because I had the best meme. Um, so he says. So Congressman Jamal Bowman released the following statement. This is from his office through his Twitter. I want to personally clear up confusion surrounding today's events. Today, as I was rushing to make a vote. I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not open. I am embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it would open the door. I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused. But I want to be very clear. This was not me in any way trying to delay any vote. It was the exact opposite. I was trying urgently to get to a vote, which I ultimately did and joined my colleagues in a bipartisan effort to keep our government open. I also met after the vote with the sergeant-at-arms and the Capitol Police at their request and explained what had happened. My hope is that no one will make more of this than it was. Mm. I am working very hard every day, including today, to do my job, to do it well, and to deliver for my constituents. Oh. Peace and love. Hmm. Is that so? <laughs> well, that is... 
That is it's a normally open. That's why it has plastered on the door emergency exit only. Hmm. <laughs> that that is something. This is a guy who spent twenty years running a school and he can't fucking read the sign. I mean Oh you know, god. It's... Oh god. And, and, uh, here's the thing. That door, you see how their signs are, are missing? Those that's because he knocks them off the damn door. By the way, there were signs sitting on the goddamn handles saying, Don't use the door. <laughs> And he knocked him off the door before he pulled the fucking fire alarm. And that sign at the bottom of that of that picture, it says that it's an emergency exit only. Don't use it. Mm-hmm. The sign yes. at the bottom there is don't use it. Yeah, and we've got uh, well, I'll include in the links uh, below for everybody that wants to see it a uh, a picture, um, not even purportedly, but a picture of uh, the. Um, Fella in question pulling the fire alarm and the uh, door it's near I mean... <laughs> on which you can read the signs because they are literally affixed to the glass. Uh, he is in between <laughs> one sign that says emergency exit only and then the set of doors which have signs on them that say emergency exit only. And then, of course, below them then... they have push rails that open the door and then to the left, about two feet away from the door and about three and a half feet away from the push bar section of the door that I causes give it you to a open. Photo. I want to give you a photo to look at where you can see that there are signs that he knocked off of the door. Oh, off the door, off both doors, off Even both doors more. in order to, to look at this picture. Look at the signs sitting on top of the push bars that had to have been pushed away in order for them to not show up in the picture where he is videoed pulling the fucking alarm. The alarm, which again is at least three feet from the nearest door actuating device. By door actuating device, I mean any fucking thing in the whole world which will cause the door to become open. Now... On, on the door, it says um, uh, uh, emergency exit only. Push until fire. Push until alarm sounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, door will unlock in thirty. Door will unlock in thirty seconds. This. I, and, and then there's a little bit underneath where it Didn't says help. alarm now, sounds. Uh, I, I just, can't quite Just make again, it out. real quick, you had mentioned th- just in passing, oh, in perhaps seconds. Okay. something uh, earlier on in here, so, like he had some kind of job in like uh, the public service sector of some variety. Yeah, there was that thing where, where he, he might have had some experience around fire alarms. Yeah, he uh, he spent twenty years running school. Well, school. Mm. Yeah. That, now, I now guess, schools uh, don't and... normally have fire alarms, do they? I think they they um, what they do is they pretend to have a drill every so often, but the alarm doesn't actually work. I don't know. Mm. Um, oh, is that what that loud no, noise no, was? Funny. Where they made us all go out and stand outside? Is that what that was? No, about? no, that was because it didn't change the battery. Oh, so um, oh, <laughs> so, so so the funny thing is the school where he worked. Uh, if you pulled the fire alarm to be a prick, um, that wasn't that was an offense that would get you expelled. 
Yeah, I hear that's actually um, a felony in the the case here. Yeah, it's it's uh, it usually ends up being a state and a federal felony uh, if you do that. Federal, wow. Um, Just about just about every single uh, state. uh, That'd be you know every state. It's a uh, fucking felony at the state level, and then of course there's federal law against tampering with emergency devices like that. Well, and not to um, mention ongoing uh, congressional proceedings of a very important manner. I mean, we're trying to decide whether we're going to fund our military here. Not just our military, which, I mean, while important, is not as important as another military. And that's the Ukrainian military, which is far more important. Like, like that's where we got to make sure the money makes it. If so our money 15, isn't making 12, it to Zelensky, C2, right? You know, I mean, fifteen twelve C two, I believe it is uh, that he he fucked up. Uh, you could say that. You could say that. It's uh, it's whatever they're charging all those January sixth dipshits for. But um, yeah, you know the was... uh, the horrible insurrectionists that that uh, almost overthrew our country by walking through the Capitol building uh, while invited in. Uh, those people. Who were trespassed after being invited in? Mm, Except yeah. not actually trespassed. They were uh, told later that that they have been trespassing, which is not possible because they hadn't been trespassed. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the term on that ex post facto? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it works like that, that way. <laughs> Any, anywho, uh, he is, uh, <laughs> I guess, not being charged yet. Um, and uh, if I mean, and here's the thing: he could he could make the case that he was honestly too stupid to read. Uh, even though he was the head of a school for years, uh, two decades worth of them. Yeah. Well, I so, mean, um, well, uh, you know, sure. to be fair, that argument does stand up depending on, you know, what district he was, you know, principal in. That That is true. That is true. I, I totally believe that the uh, school administrators in several districts are fully illiterate. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it would track, you know, it all depends on, uh, on where he was doing. I, it, well, now, was it a public school or a private school? Um, that he was involved in because that like that does make a difference. Indeed, it does. Uh, those public school standards they don't exactly stand up to uh, to what private school standards are. Yeah, not exactly the most rigorous of uh, of standards. Which is sad because uh, you'd think that uh, a country like ours would have the best education, but it fucking doesn't. No, nope, God, some of the worst in the world. Yeah, as uh, as well, I'm sure you're completely aware. Well, I mean. He couldn't read a sign that said "emergency exit only," <laughs> but not only—sorry, not only one sign, but five of them. <laughs> mm. I mean, you'd think that of the two signs that he knocked off the door to open them, um, where they said "emergency exit only" on both, that the two signs on the other side that said "emergency exit um, only" would have would have clued him in because you know, forward and backwards, he had to be able to not be able to read. Well, um, I mean, I just hope that when the it. FBI does the late night raid on his home, that you know he's he doesn't nope. really cause any trouble and is able to comply. Oh, I wanted to be clear everything about because, the specifics. You know, I mean, I'll just be clear totally about what I just said there. I said to be able to not be able to read for a specific reason, and that's because uh, that must have been a a conscious and strenuous effort for uh, any adults who can put a fucking shirt on. These are not complex words or statements. This, no. this is not like the. This is not a a, uh, a logistical exercise required to get into law school. Well, you know, maybe he's colorblind. You know, have you thought yes, about yes, that? Yes, I'm sure that the green signs that told him to, to to leave in case of emergency. Well, you know it. Well, 
what can you say? Maybe that's just the way it is. I, I mean, well, I, mean, I can't sure even make up sure. like funny bullshit about this because it's so dumb. It's it's the fuck <laughs> like really like the really like the best I can do about this is to try and make it sound less dumb than it is. Like <laughs> the, the best arguments for this no, are so really the bad. They're like really here's, really really bad. Like oh okay. the, no 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 he's best, totally though. a complete idiot and is just has no idea how anything My works thing. in the world. My favorite part is that he expects the public to believe this and that there are enough Democrats who are so who are so angry at Trump that they are going after him because they're like, see, we expect people to be held accountable. Well, <laughs> and you know that tomorrow they're all going to get reprogrammed because the new instructions are going to go out. Oh, yeah, they'll uh, get their NPCs and they are there. Oh, but um, I do actually have... Um... On that note, I've got something incredibly helpful from friend of the show, George Santos. Uh, just one moment here. I'll uh, I'll play, uh, actually, his, well, he's got a nice tutorial for um, for Jamal Bowman and for any other that uh, might be unaware. I'll include a link for anyone that's interested, but let me just go ahead and play it real quick. I mean, it, there's a visual aspect, but the audio portion is oh, okay. quite adequate to get the point across. Hi, boys and girls. This is Congressman George Santos. This here is a fire alarm. If you lift this part here and pull this down, you trigger an alarm. Don't do it. Stay good, kids. All right. Now, that was uh, that was really super informative, uh, very to the point, and I think it tells us what we need to know about these important safety devices. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> You know, so I have to wonder, um, if he was drunk when oh. he was trying to go... Okay. Because I... As, and this is, a, this is just to get a tangent to, uh, uh, to, to rope in minor news of the week. Uh, turns out that um, Bud Light is... Uh, or Bud... So, uh, InBev, I should say, Anheuser-Busch InBev, is quietly uh, gone right back to uh, being pro-training again. <laughs> it's... They realize they're not getting any purchase share back, I guess. Yeah, well, so I mean, they kind of already the lost that whole uh, market share, so they might as well try well, no, 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 no. They, the they, they've only, They're only down 30%. They need to get the other 60 uh, uh, they have 40. To get the other 70%. There's 40 PS. Okay, that's fine. Okay. They need to get the other 60%. Um, they, they're, they Clearly, they haven't gone down far enough, and they need more. No, yes, no, yes, true. that's, yes, we need Fire Marshal Bill on the set. Someone go fetch Jim Carrey when he was funny. <laughs> Indeed. Before he did too much ayahuasca. Oh, oh my fucking God. Could you imagine him trying to do Fire Marshal Bill right now? He'd just fucking make a really bad painting. And then complain about how, how awesome his wife is. That might be amazing. But probably not. <laughs> anyway. Well, um, I mean, so, it, it, oh, you were really right, by the way. It is uh, 5104 is. is the uh, charge. Just as a by the by, so you are correct in that. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the fifty one oh four is the charge that he would be uh, up for. And um, well, I guess since we're on the uh, on the topic of repeating charges and things, I don't know if you're aware, but um, well, just the other day something happened with a uh, with a train. 
and uh, a car full of ammonia. Can you guess? Uh, a car full of ammonia, you say? Yeah. Um, uh, let me guess. It uh, turned into a column of orange smoke. Mm, close enough. Uh, judges say we'll give that one to you. So, yeah, in uh, Teutopolis, Illinois. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, so, by the way, um, let me just go ahead and, and when let you know what a chemist and a chemical engineer, since I can speak to both perspectives, uh, hears when they hear uh, anything to do with an industrial accident and uh, ammonia car. Bad news. Um, ammonia is mm-hmm. is fucking evil shit. Not good for you. We had spoken so, about an ammonia cloud that uh, showed up in Ukraine. That was a uh, pretty ugly stuff. Well, that, that was from an ammonia. That was from ammonium nitrate going off, which is a slightly mm-hmm. different beast. Um, that produced a lot of nitric oxides uh, mm-hmm. in the cloud. That's the the orange color is from NO two. Um, ammonia, liquid ammonia going off uh, is going to be. It might be just like a, a leak. In case, in that case, it'll be a colorless gas. Um, but let's just say this: ammonia. When it, so your body produces urea, which is basically ammonia's nicer cousin, um, and your body reacts viscerally to the smell of ammonia because that's decomposing urine effectively. That's that's the byproduct in your body that your body wants to get rid of quickly. And um, if it gets into your lungs, it pisses your lungs off about as much as as hydrochloric acid pisses your lungs off. Uh, it's a base, not an acids, but it's same. Same kind of deal. You, you, your lungs lock up on you, um, and you start flo- they, they start flooding with fluid to try and dilute and evacuate the 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 toxic gas. Um, Which is not your, good for your, you. Your, also, your sense of smell dies after a very long time of feeling horrible. Uh, I can tell you that you you don't want ammonia. Like you're very sensitive to ammonia for a reason. It is not good for you, and. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you can't see it. All you can do is smell it. And by the time you like, you're very sensitive to it. But if uh, if a cloud of that shit goes off and you start smelling it, that probably means that the the wave front, if you will, is coming in fast because it's a light molecule. It's able to move around very quickly, so it diffuses quickly, which is good news. And you know, in the general terms, you know, it's great that an area will not have ammonia in it for very long. At toxic levels. Oh yeah, like actually, bad news uh, it if looks you start like uh, just to it. the just to clarify here, it's about uh, the event itself. Looks like it went down around mm, around nine p.m. nine ten p.m. Yeah, and then by oh, what are we at here? Is it twelve hours later? No, oh, not even twelve hours. So uh, by two p.m. following day, um people are able to come back into town. Oh, certainly. They would have been able to come in, back into town probably earlier. You know, but just tape shit. we have five deaths. So the part I was going to get to is... Yeah. part I was going to get to is that the um, while it will dissipate quickly, it will also arrive quickly, and if you're near an event when that shit goes off, you don't have a whole lot of warning, and uh, and if you don't have ability to get to like an SCBA to... Uh, to give yourself an, an air supply without the the uh, nitrogen, sorry, the, uh, the uh, ammonia, then it will it can kill you, um, and it will it's not a it's not a nice death. It's uh it's it's not just like asphyxiating or suffocating. It is painful. 
I... So it's sad that that shit happens. That that is that is like being tortured to death. So um, it's very sad that uh, that those people died. Now the, the the question is, how the fuck did a leak like that happen? Because gases that are as toxic as ammonia are regulated in certain ways, and there are requirements on the containers that they are in and the the transfers that can happen in and out of those containers. When you work in a lab with ammonia, you are always in the hood. You never take it out, and you usually operate with ammonia as a gas contained inside a glass apparatus or as a liquid that is chilled so it doesn't escape. In this uh, case, and I can tell you it was a semi-truck container. I can tell you from using 28% um, uh, liquid solution, so that's that's 28 weight percent uh, in water. That's about that's basically it's saturation in water, and I I would keep that shit in the freezer and open the cap, and it would still stink the entire area very quickly. So it it while it so it, it likes to go into water. So that's one of the problems is if you have a, the ammonia as a dry gas, so no water involved in it, and it and it starts leaking out like that, it will get pulled into into things with moisture. So you can expect a lot of plant life in the area to be very upset. And, uh, and those people probably didn't have a chance. Now, the, the nice thing is that they didn't suffer for very long, but that was a, uh, tr not a nice way to go. Um, but yeah, it's just dangerous that it's and, and you know, whoever, whoever had an oversight is going to feel like shit as they should. And, uh, uh, you know, hopefully gonna, you know, the individual hopefully is going to get thrown under the bus and then the company will get fined anyway. Um, that shit is just inexcusable. And, and accidents do happen and all, but at the same time, like whoever the fuck's, uh, in, whoever the fuck was in charge needs to be held accountable for that. That's just unacceptable. Yeah. In this case, it's, it's a wreck on a highway. So there's going to be, again, it, there's a lot more to look into in this. It's not as simple as um, like yeah. train well, train cars, train wrecks. That's not a <laughs> well, simple you know, let's, thing. Let's just go back and look at the thing in Ohio. Um, but they fucked you know, up with the with the with the upkeep. Now with the truck and all, like was it the driver's <clears> fault or not? <throat> that's that's I think where it's going to come down to. And and if if it was, you know, there's still supposed to be some mitigation in those devices, so. You know, was it a defect in the containment? No, sure. um, yeah, no, it, it's it's all going to have to be looked into, but it's not as it's not an as easy a case well, to so here, investigate as something like here, one of these train accidents because. Well, here, here's an example. Here's an example for this. And, and so, like the containers are not the same here. Uh, if you're transporting diesel gas in a in a tanker car, uh, basically, uh, you know, in a in a uh, SLI tanker, if you're transporting diesel gas, and that falls over and breaks on the road. You're going to kill a little bit of the grass on the side of the road, and the area is going to stink like diesel for a little while. If you do that with ammonia, and you have it inside a pressurized vessel, first off, the uh, a large amount of gas is going to leak out very quickly. The stuff that's left inside is going to get fucking cold very fast. And then that's going to soak in and do significant damage to the ground in the area. So like the everything that has roots, for example, is going to be dead. Yeah. 
Now, it's not going to be a large area, so it's not like it's going to be a fucking oil spill. But... But it is a for the, sure zone of death. It's... And then everybody who's, like, alive next to that is not going to be alive for very long. Whereas mm-hmm. with, if you have a gas spill, then you have a chance to recognize it and run away. And as long as there's enough oxygen in the air, you're going to live. Ammonia is actively bad for you. It, it doesn't matter if you have enough oxygen. If you have too much ammonia, it will kill you. Yeah, it's so. Uh, it's it's not. It's, it's literally not as safe as diesel. Like you can you can inhale a significant amount of diesel and still live. Not the case with ammonia. No, so, so that's a bit of a problem. The, the, the vessel that it's contained in is different than, say, a gasoline tank. You know, it's it's it has to be sturdier, has to withstand higher pressure, and there have to be better valves on it, etc. So, if it's, I mean, they're not supposed to take major accidents. These things are calculated into the risk. You know, oh, the yeah, major there's accidents there's the aren't risk supposed profile to happen. And you know, the uh, like, but what, so what like, that, that can happen. Like that. That can't happen, but again, if you're looking at if you're looking at risk in that same way, so higher level on average over things, then the on average is that somebody fucked up with with the like the, the severity of an accident is typically not to the point where it would destroy a containment like that. So, on average, it's it points to, to operator error more than than uh, than an, um, a black swan event, if you will. So. My guess is that someone's at, at, at error here, and I hope it wasn't like you know the family that got hit by the by the, you know the family did something stupid, got hit by a vehicle, and then had an even worse day. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, that could, would just could be have tragic. been that family that. And it could by be. the by, I, the, the five individuals that were dead were all from one family at the site no, of the crash. So it very well could be that they made a bad turn. That's unfortunate. And well, I, I should say they made the worst turn, if that's the case. But well, but we don't know anyway. yet, and like this is a this would be like an NTSB thing, so we're we'll just have to see what they come up with. Sure. And yeah, that's 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 what it is. It does. But again, like ammonia is is stuff not that you don't want to fuck with. Um, and I, it's like there's a couple, there's only a few smells that I cannot stand that like are really offensive to me. Acetic acid is one of them, and ammonia is another. Now, bromine is a close second to ammonia. But I've only been dumb enough to make bromine at that strength, like, the once. <laughs> that was really dumb. And estimates, by the way, of approximately 4,000 gallons spilled of anhydrous oh, holy ammonia. Shit. Holy shit. Yeah, so that shit... Um, so the vapor pressure of that is pretty high. And, oh man, they had no chance... No, it, so it I assume like they were a, involved uh, in the accident. It had been like a bursting steam container, steam vessel, you know. So I wouldn't have been like a believe, thankfully, where it has like a detonation. Um, but if but when that stuff goes out, yeah, the uh, stuff leaking out is leaking out under force. Um, yeah. And then the stuff that leaks out, the liquid goes cryogenic and the gas spreads out quickly because it's a light molecule. You know, it's got, uh, what, it's, uh, uh, got a molecular weight of, like, 17 grams per mole. So, it's zipping through the air. 
sort of for context, water is uh, 18. Mm. So yeah, that's so it diffuses faster than water. That's gonna that's gonna get to you quick. Yeah. Real, real quick. That's that's that diffuses quickly. Oh man, eh. it's uh, it's real terrible because that's like you said, man. It's an ugly one. It's not. Uh, yeah, it's not easy. Like none of that's easy, but mm, you know what I mean. I mean, if it landed on the hot pavement too, diffuse out real fast. Anyway, so I assume we had another thing to talk about oh there's plenty there's plenty we could cover um let me see here why don't we uh why don't we throw out a um a a, a good news bad news story real quick and that'll be um that'll be of a prankster on youtube getting shot you know what i can i haven't gotten you know sleepy notification here so why don't we can we can probably go for another 15 20, 15 or between 15 and 30 minutes. For sure, for sure. So, what was this? Uh, April 2nd this year. Oh, the guy who got shot in the mall. Yep. So, oh my uh, god, yes. That was beautiful. So he goes up to some delivery guy. He's uh, waving his phone in his face. Oh, what was it here? Hey, dipshit, quit thinking about my twinkle. Yeah, he's uh, doing bullying tactics. <laughs> Dumb fuck did, uh, was, was bullying a guy in the mall. On camera. He and... can say it was a prank, bro, all he wants. I don't give a fuck. He earned every fucking ounce of that slug. Yep. So the guy's like, well, stop, leave me alone. And three times. <laughs> he tried to walk away. And, well, I should say this. Two times he try, he uh, tells the guy no and tries to walk away. Third time he tries to walk away, the guy does not immediately disengage and is immediately shot. Well, he didn't. Well, here's what he did. He pulled out his gun, pointed it, and fired, and then he kept. And he basically moved further away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm just trying to lay this out. Well, so the point is that he didn't brandish it. He didn't. Like, he he pulled his gun out specifically to fire, and then he pointed his gun away as as he moved further away. Absolutely, everything he did was by the book, trying to defend himself and get away from a threat. There is, and it's important because he has a concealed carry permit or a concealed carry license. Um, so his CCW is is you know he he has that, mm-hmm. and uh, and if he had pulled it out and used it as a threat display to get him to back off, a court would use that against him. Now, because that he is might have illegal. been able to get off on that, but sure. we don't know because that's not the case that happened. But that, and if he had, if he if he said I had a gun and he had and he had the gun, and uh, or if he pulled it out and waved it around, or if he discharged it and not pointed it at the guy when he was discharging it, all of that could have landed him in jail. And that, that specifically said, pulling it out and firing it immediately—that was exactly the kind of thing that he needed to do to avoid any kind of legal issues. Yes, and, and no. it wasn't like he—he he didn't look like he thought about it before he did it. He just pulled it out and did it. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he thought he was in danger, and he acted appropriate to that thought. Unfortunately... Well, these guys have to put up with muggings and all kinds of shit, and this guy's coming on to him full aggro. Yeah. <laughs> Act like Go a bully. With... <laughs> I'm sorry, like, he earned that bullet. Fuck yeah, him. no uh, no bullshit. Like, deli- food delivery in America 
is the most dangerous job that exists. Period. It is. Those are just the raw numbers. Crap catchers. (laughs) Okay. Technically, that's food delivery, too. Okay. So, all right. (laughs) A person is the most at risk of uh, being assailed by a human being when they deliver food. Anyway. Okay, fine. (laughs) Anyway, then. But, yes. Yes. So what happened? Uh, there were three charges. Basically, the one is like malicious wounding. Uh, the other one is um, I can't remember. And the third one is brandishing a weapon in a public place or something similar to that. And that's the one they've still yeah. got him on. Now, uh, here's the problem. This happened at the beginning of April and he was jailed. He has not yet been released. He was found innocent of the first two charges and guilty of the third. Uh, yeah. And the third is a felony. Yeah. So he is, he was remanded back to custody because after all, this is just some guy delivering fucking food. He's yep. not a rich man. So he can't really, he get carry insurance if you think there is even the remotest possibility that you might have to defend yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Get it, have it because it could save you. I, uh, I'm not endorsed. Be happy to be endorsed, but I spend the money every year on my USCCA coverage. And I hope that I never fucking have to use it because if I do, that's, I'd say it's like house fire insurance. Yeah, exactly. It's yep. like, I, I, I don't want to lose this shit. This is good shit. I love this shit I got. If I'm going to lose it, I'd, I'd rather fucking sell it. You know, I don't want it gone so that no one can appreciate it. Yeah, exactly that. But, um, yeah, so they've got him on the third one, which is um, like a second degree felony. It would take away his rights, fuck up his life. And they're going to... The uh, judge is going to hear some of the uh, defense's arguments on that, uh, I believe, next month or possibly November. So he's going to be in jail for another month yet. Man. Yeah, this guy's had it really rough. And if there was like a GoFundMe or something, I could link people to. But there wouldn't be because GoFundMe doesn't allow that. But I mean, if there was like a Gives and Go or, or whatever else, you know, I would link that too. But there isn't. That being said, I'll have the link to the uh, the article itself so that, you know, at the very least, people can follow up on it and yeah, call in, do what, whatever you think you can. I mean, there's not a lot you can do in situations like this. Just, just um, share the fucking story so that more people know. But the good news... Found innocent on the first two charges, and the third, the judge has a lot of discretion. I very sincerely hope that the judge can figure out a way to get this knocked down to a misdemeanor, maybe some community service, maybe something, maybe get the shit knocked away completely. That's what really needs to happen. But yeah, no, I, know, I could be okay with like a compromise on community service and it knocked down to less a misdemeanor or less, right? Like public disturbance. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not like the guy was a member of the Waffen SS. <clears throat> oh my god! So, uh, in uh, in oh unsubtle segues, we'll go ahead and just say, "Oh, Canada, dude, that shit." Here's the thing: on the eve of Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. yep. on the fu- like, and then he has the gall to come out. This dipshit comes out and says to all those celebrating, or, um, commemorating Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. You don't celebrate or commemorate Yom Kippur. It has the solemnity of effectively a funeral. If uh, those who are observing it... So for all minutes. of you guys out there cracking a fat brewski for real Yom Kippur, crack one open retarded. for me, all right, will you, bro? Broski? Castroski? Fucking retarded. <laughs> Dude. Dude, that, that, he's just fucking retarded. It's like how many blunders in a row can this guy like he, you know, Captain fucking Blackface over here is, and they tried to pin it. They tried to pin it on Russian on the, the, disinformation. The, 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 no, 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 no. Oh, that's what he he followed it up with was, it's like what the Russian disinfo that you actually fucking did it. So so the, they tried to pin it on like the speaker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they have. Well, that has censors on. The thing is, the thing is, the thing is, they announced. That this man defended was fighting the Russians in World mm-hmm. War II, and everyone knows who the fuck that was. Yeah, and he was a volunteer in the Waffen SS, 14th Division, or whatever the fuck it is. No, you got it. That's exactly where it was. He he went to Germany to train. Mm-hmm. He did. was part, he was a volunteer member of a distinctly Nazi uh, uh, group of, of soldiers. These are the people. These weren't like the these weren't conscripts. These were the volunteer true believers. He was a part. He was a party to several massacres of of Poles and Jews. Yeah. And this is not a. This is not a nice guy. Now I and this, so here's the thing. We talked before about you know like it, for instance the cables talking about the possibility of Hitler in Argentina. And I said before you know it'd be interesting you know anthropo- anthropologically it'd be interesting. You know what he got up to in the in the meantime. Like, if he, but if he was literally still alive today, yeah, who knows? Maybe he had some pen pals in Canada. Like, if he was literally still alive today, you know, I said, what more could he really do? His entire the, the ideology that he tried to inspire has collapsed around him and has entombed him. You know, just just that is that is one of the that's basically the ultimate fuck you to him is that everything he fought for is dead. This is that stuff coming back to life when idiots in Canada not only applauded for this guy once but twice. The military guys who should have known what the fuck was going on were sitting two seats over from him and applauding him while looking at him. Like if your military, if you're if you're if the guy in charge of your military doesn't know who the fuck was fighting the Russians in World War II, then he shouldn't be leading your military. Period. That means he's stupid. So and, and so everybody yeah. coming out and saying, "Oh my God, I was duped." It's not passing muster. Either you're too stupid to know who he was, which means you shouldn't be in office, or you're lying, and you're too stupid to realize that your constituency is going to see through it, which means you shouldn't be in office. Well, like, that's, there is that, a... just. There's not really many other options there, and all of them still end with you shouldn't be in office. Mm, probably not. Oh, and the the best part though, 
the best part was um, Zelensky was there to uh, yeah. you know to clap and to clap along as well. Oh yeah. But well, as as we all know, Zelensky has a um. Well, he has a, he has a complicated fighting a war relationship with uh, certain Ukrainian elements, shall we say? Well, you know, it's it's interesting because um, uh, um, Hunka, uh, Yaroslav Hunka, the the Nazi, his unit also killed a, a couple hundred Canadians in an incident. Huh. Um, as prisoners, by the way, uh, killed prisoners of war. Um, you know, kind of the kind of the whole anti-Geneva Convention shtick. Hmm. You don't say. You know, it's one of those one of those horrible things that that things like the Nuremberg trials were meant to uh, to figure out. Uh, and this was this organization was declared a uh, um, basically evil organization by the rest of the countries that were involved. Yeah, if only he'd gotten uh, a job this, in the U.S. Working. government, maybe he'd still be safe. Yeah, yeah, I think he was smart enough to be a member of NASA. Yeah, that's well. That's what you got to do, or Department of Education, or you know, what have you. Where wherever the government thinks you need to go. I mean, paperclips being paperclips. Well, here's the thing: is is I can see how pressing a Nazi into service and and trade for their life, and then having them live out the rest of their life serving our national interests could be of value. What I don't see is the value of storing 2,000 Nazis in Canada uh, just to stick it to Russia. Um, but that is a Cold War issue and not mine. True, true. But uh, on the topic of Russia, uh, the Russian embassy actually released a statement about that time. I'll uh, I'll read it out here uh, just directly from... Uh, by way of Maria... Oh, Jacoba. this would be Russian propaganda, though, would it? Well, I guess that's <laughs> up to the reader to decide. Uh, but it yeah. does come out of the Russian embassy based in Ukraine. Well, you'd be the reader. It would, it would. And the receiver will be whoever the fuck hears this. That being, no matter how hard someone in Kiev or elsewhere across the oceans try to achieve their desired results, they will not succeed. We are determined to put an end to any manifest manifestation of neo-Nazism and anti-human practices in Ukraine. So, I mentioned this back when this whole conflict kind of took off. Russia invading Ukraine is an attack on their sovereignty, and that should not be tolerated, by, mm. especially by the Ukrainians. Mm. There their is an argument for, their, for that. Hold on. Their premise for doing so was the denazification of the Ukraine. Which at the time you could have argued was a was a propagandistic claim. The downside was, and I said this was that we should not be giving them any reason to validate that argument. And the fact that we are funding units, military units that are paramilitary in nature, and const are constituted of neo Nazis, evidenced by their uh, meth fueled rave parties on uh, on social media, published Never. by themselves, not by Russians. Never minding the, the fact that the fact that, that people the fact the that people were ignoring that the fact people were ignoring that evidence to celebrate their existence or the torture and continue to try to get them to get funded was giving Russia all of the propaganda it needs to give to its own citizens that the Nazis are a greater problem there than they were, and the fact that we fueled them with cash and weaponry and gave them the the military as well as political power domestically. To become a significant threat within Ukraine itself 
such that Russia has been able to move in and propagandize Ukrainians to evacuate is has only exacerbated the scenario. Oh, evacuate so to we, Russia, we, by the way. They have uh, just as oh, a no, quick update. No, and, and to Europe. And to well, Europe. no, 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 no. Actually, I've got, I've got a very specific update in that regard. Uh, Russia is issuing free uh, travel to any Ukrainian that is trying to get into Russia to flee from Ukraine. Uh, they yeah, do not require a visa. Be... <sighs> that's going to that's gonna turn out badly for a lot of people. Mm, could, could, yes. Well, that, that is, I'll put it like this, that is a Russian promise. Well, also, you know, that, when you've got yeah, a country that has, that has a lot of people that have been raised to hate you from birth, and you say, come and go as you please, it can result in troublesome situations. So anyway, anyway, yeah. So what's going to happen is someone's going to sneak in under this guise is going to set up a bomb somewhere. They're going to say that all the Ukrainians who came in are now the enemy, and they're going to round them all up and kill them. Um, but don't say that I said that now. You know, in ten years when that all completes, and uh, there's no more of the people that that came in left over in, uh, in Russia proper. Um, but it's this 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 whole scenario, this this uh, this embarrassment for Canada. Is uh, is precipitated by the fact that the actual Nazi problem was painted as Russian propaganda. The fact that it had a basis in reality to begin with should have been a clue, and helping Russia by by uh, ignoring that problem and not insisting that that be uh, explicitly part of the terms of our aid to begin with, that none of our funds go towards neo Nazis. That uh, any any effort that we put forward does not involve neo Nazis. That uh, none of our aid goes to neo Nazis to begin with. Like all this, all should have been stipulated in our agreements. Instead, we just handed them a blank check. Yeah, you'd think you would think that. Now, a lot of the money that we are pumping out to Ukraine is actually going back to domestic manufacturers and European manufacturers for assets. And then it shows up as hardware over there. We're not just handing them all cash, but that inflates our economy. That is directly impacting us domestically. So when we send over billions, we're sending over probably about three quarters of that in hardware or, or soft expertise. We're not sending them just cash. But the cash that we are sending and the resources we are sending, a lot of it's going to fucking warlords. It is. It's it just, just have the fuck like we don't we we are and then everyone in Congress, you know, Rand Paul just went off about this stuff. Everyone in Congress is shooting down legislation that would require us to put forward the same kind of oversight we put in Afghanistan and Iraq. Just, just, just the oversight to to know like an inspector general that is show that's there to to pull receipts, and we actually recovered a lot of a lot of the the stuff that was pilfered. In our Middle East campaign, we actually got a lot of that stuff back. No, like we didn't get it all back. There was still a lot of graft and grift, if you will. But at least sure. we got some of it back. At least we had an idea of the scale of the corruption that was going on over there, which pales in comparison to what's going on in Ukraine. That is the most corrupt part of Europe and Asia combined. It is, and it's the bridge between them. So, like, it, it's and it it's got turned ridiculous. into a money black hole. It's ridiculous that we are not putting forward some kind of oversight. And then on top of this, it's a strategic location. Like, we should want Ukraine to take back Ukraine. Fine. 
because it is it is a it's the breadbasket of the region. For starters, it's not like it's making a whole ton of bread right now, but it is fertile well, hey, land. I've got, I've actually got some people. really good news in that regard. As as oh. you may know, Africa was getting a lot of their grain from Ukraine, and until recently, they had uh, well, they were, they were running into some real issues related to that. Thankfully, yeah. oh, someone has well, no, actually, has uh, stepped up. To provide those necessary foodstuffs that uh, the growing nations of Africa need, well, that of course being Vladimir Putin. Yeah, how about that? Well, I guess he's going to get the grain from Ukraine. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Well, that's 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 Russia, not Ukraine. Oh, it used to be Ukraine. Yeah. Wow. You see, that's that's the other thing is is. Um, that land is strategic, and not only that it is fertile, but it is also a land access to Europe. Hmm. Oh yeah, also land access to uh, the uh, warm to North port. Africa. So you know, it's 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 North Africa, it's Europe, it's water ports. Uh, it's it's a very strategic location in the area in terms of geopolitics, and it is also so. Remember. China imports, and I never remember the numbers in the correct order. It's eighty and ninety percent of food and energy, whichever the whichever pairing it is. It's it's irrelevant. It's a significant amount. Yeah, They're China is utterly that. dependent on others at this time, in right. ways. Now, now, despite how much they pissed off Russia with uh, with COVID, Russia is basically right back into their arms as friends by necessity because of. The shithead in office in our country. Oh yeah, there was that whole Swift thing. Right, <laughs> there was all that shit. You know, the whole Nord Stream two thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, so basically, um, they are much happier to deal with China, who just fucked them over with a pandemic, which should give you some perspective on how much they're not happy with the U.S. right now. Yeah. Let alone Europe. They are they are happier to deal with the people who just ravaged them with disease intentionally mm-hmm. as an oppor- as an opportunistic setup intentionally intentionally ravaged them with disease they're happy to work with them than they are to have than they are to work with the people who are now supplying those who are destroying their who are sorry not destroying interrupting their their facile military conquest of a, of a neighbor so this this right he's not willing to Putin's not going to come to the table if we demand it. He's got he's he's definitely got by the numbers more nukes than us. So if we you know and it's all mutually assured destruction shit. And it's not like we haven't done it before. Trump has talked about his nice and shiny red button and how huge it is. So we shouldn't pretend that that hasn't ever happened before. Uh, even though Biden fumbled the fucking words. God, he's such a shit president. Well, uh, what what more can you say than you know? Next well, the same thing is, is, is we are we are in yeah in something or another pressure we are in a um joint international pressure that was it uh so we, we're we're at, an, at the brink of, of a potential war with them now we've at least we've approved the chips act and they are doing the the construction of the fabs even though it's it's like it's significantly reduced in its in its scope and effectiveness as far as i'm concerned Taiwan is going to be a, uh, a breaking point. We're either going to have to to fall back on our domestic policy 
sorry, a foreign policy as previously stated, where it is by our official policy is that Taiwan belongs to China. We're going to have to follow through on that and let it go after our fabs are up and running and we are no longer reliant on Taiwanese chip fabs. Um, which you got to hope that we find a way to scuttle them on the way out of there when we, when we withdraw our influence. Uh, but China and the Philippines are not going to be very happy about that uh, because that is a kind of critical beachhead um, for the South China Sea expansionism that China's been pulling off. Yeah, kind of an important trade corridor. Kind a little of, bit. Uh, kind of an incredibly important trade corridor for basically the whole of the Eastern Hemisphere. Sort of, you know. Well, I mean, here's the funny part. A lot of that trades with China. This is true. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you kind of have to wonder, like, if it's only trade with China, then you'd have to wonder what the big deal is. But it's not only trade with China. So that's that's part of the big deal here. Mm. Mm, true. Oh, but, but speaking yeah, of not... trading with China, I've got, huh? uh, I've got an update on a very related story. Uh, you sure. may remember that fella Travis King that uh, just you know he was he was so upset by life in the U.S. and just how racist our military is that he thought that he would go to the glorious <laughs> People's Republic of North Korea. Right. Well, <laughs> I have got some wonderful news. It would yep. appear that through uh, through our friends in China and Sweden, I believe I've been told we have been able. To get our boy back home. So Travis <laughs> King will yeah. be... He's going to be coming home. And He got kicked out. <laughs> that that would be accurate. They did not want him. That's true. <laughs> that is true. But I have some... Well, Yay, according to this article, um, <laughs> it looks like uh, he's just going to come on home. And, uh, well, just... The large, uh, large font here. Um, I'll just read it out. Future disciplinary actions unclear. <laughs> hmm. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. We'll see if uh, you know his willful and without authorization crossing into North Korea or his, you know, previous issues. You have to wonder if into. he was off. If I have to wonder if it was uh, if it was an authorized crossing uh, and it was clandestine uh, work, if you will, if he was doing a little bit of wet work in the background. Sure. Um, if he just got caught doing it and fucked it up, uh, you gotta keep in mind, like with stuff like that, we 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 never uh, we never acknowledge or disclose, and we always ref we always um, claim ignorance and retribution, if you will. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, if someone fucks a mission up, or they get caught somehow, or or maybe it's even part of the mission, you never know. At the same time, that is very generous uh, thought to give to that, uh, and I doubt that that's what's going on. Mm, yeah, it kind of doesn't seem. As like it's a it's U.S. Army private. Yeah, <laughs> so this doesn't don't seem like so. one of them high stakes intelligence kind of Jack Reacher deal. <laughs> you know? More yeah, of a Jack Reach not... around kind of deal, you know. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of Jack Reach around, uh, apparently uh, Speaker <laughs> McCarthy kind of kind of did a little bit of an oopsie with the uh, with that Reach around Ukraine funding, uh -huh. and 
Well, it might just be that he literally broke the law. Now that so, so would it appears be to be funny. What it appears to be is that he violated the house session rules. Oh yeah, not the law, the rules. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. Yes. Now that that uh, only matters if um, if they fucking enforce the rules. Mm, true, true. But Which, Gates um, has already started making some. He made a hits. social media post. Yeah, well, he made a social media post. If he wants to be taken seriously, he needs to actually do his fucking job and follow through. Yeah, leaving okay, accidentally now, leaving your uh, proposal in the bathroom, and then making some social media posts are nice, sure. But so, so here's the thing: need, is I, I'm we need more. I don't care who the politician is. I am tired of them talking on social media before they act. What I want them to do is either talk while they act or act first, so that the rest of us find out that they did their fucking job after they've done it. Because yeah. they keep fucking forgetting to do the second part of a social media post talking about their doing yeah, their the, job. The follow through. Where they actually do the goddamn job. Yeah. Yeah, that. So, so now, while he's also the kind of politician who generally will follow through on a threat like that, he has fucked that up in the past. So I'd love for him to just do it. Truly. Like the, the, getting getting all the bluster going is all fine and dandy, except that nobody needs to cheer you on for you to vote on something or submit a document. Zero people need to cheer that shit on. You don't need pom-poms going off in the hallway for you to walk up and hand a piece of paper in. This is like, true. Just, just do it and then do tell the damn us. Thing. Mm -hmm. the, the, the more often they do it and then tell us, the more people are going to like them. And I don't know why they haven't gotten that message yet, but that's definitely how things work. If you do it and then tell us, nobody's upset that you didn't tell us beforehand. Zero people are upset. If you do what you're supposed to do, and then you tell us, everyone's happy. Oh, and let's, let's just be real here. If someone on the right surprised us with something that cool, I can't think of anybody... Whose opinion matters? That wouldn't be that's, happy about that's that. That's re-election. That is re-election campaign ad material. If you say I did it and then I told you, it's like I didn't even I didn't even make you a promise. I just went and got the shit done. How about that? Or if he just says I promised it and then I did it and I didn't bitch about it in between. Boom. Mm-hmm. Or you know, well, yeah perfect example of that too is like when uh, Latino and Asian communities find themselves in food deserts they will often open up you know um, solutions or like when um, when these same kind of folks they hear uh, a mysterious chirp they'll find out what it what it's about and try to resolve the issue some others don't who can say why but you know it's it's one of those kind of situations god damn See, you just reminded me of that dumbass in the UK. Oh, God. So actually, I know, I don't think I was around to talk about that one. The one where she uh, she uh, uh, went to uh, to get a return. She went to return some items to a, a store and then, and then get other items. Mm. And they said, we, are, we will offer you store credit. And she decided that uh, instead of store credit, she, ha she had uh, deserved somehow 
uh, other items that were of greater value than the items she wanted to return. Oh, really? And then when the guy said, uh, no, you can't do that, she tried to fucking fight her way out of the store. Hmm. And he was twice her fucking size. That And so she had an I well. fucked up moment. She had an I fucked up moment face, uh, which was fantastic on a screen cap. Hmm. Oh, so uh, not unlike um, a, a meatball type influencer that uh you know that was the have... other thing i wanted to talk about before i got done with tonight oh yeah there's <laughs> a, there's a great photo out there of a, a very sad lady very sad indeed and um you know when you're an influencer and you're out there breaking into an apple God. store and stealing their products and live streaming it so that the world can see and then so uploading it later game. after the fact so that there will be a permanent record of the activity. So I have another meme that I had uh, I had made for that one. Oh, do tell. Um, I it was uh, yeah. Was, so I, I'm wearing these out like a like a, a used retread on a semi, uh, and there's a reason for that. It's because I fucking hate the people that use this meme uh, for the most part, and I am gonna absolutely be that asshole for as much time as it takes to piss people off with it. Oh, the scholars. The hungry scholars that are just trying to feed their family. Yeah, the the uh, the goose meme is uh, is particularly fucking egregious. Indeed, the goose meme is always fun. Like I like the one well, that's, because, uh, that's like so like there's there's pe- guys. I'm sorry. Oh well, no. Well, this uh, this same meme template with the goose that's asking, yes. um, why don't you read to old people and the infirm? Why is it only kids that you read the books to? With <laughs> right. With a rainbow-haired clown running away. So, the it's a good um, template. I like it. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing: is is I know I know of several people that you know were like born in 1988, for example, and have that as part of their uh, their name on the Twitters, and uh, they get the the constant as, uh, assertion that they are somehow um, Nazi dog whistlers. Mm. Which, you know, using the, the word dog whistle in that way is a dog whistle of Marxism itself. But, you know, fuck socialists, they aren't people. Yeah, something about dogs only hearing whistles. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh, and on the note of dogs only hearing whistles, I should probably bring this up. It's been mentioned a little elsewhere, but it kind of ties into a lot of the narrative we've been covering since fucking day one. Uh, that being that Dr. Fauci was secretly escorted into CIA HQ and there was a, quote, influence on its COVID origin investigation. We do not know more than that what the influence was or anything else. But we know that this has occurred. And if we tie that into Mm. the other knowledge that we have, which ties things in the Eco Health Alliance, Peter Dayzak, uh, NIAID, and the fact that um, COVID was probably invented in an American laboratory some years ago. American, probably. Uh, I, I say probably. I don't. I don't know. But either way, it um, it came out of a laboratory and. Well, well, you know, the the thing that I can tell you that, that you're not going to disagree with me on is 
early samples of some some COVID disease were stolen out of Canada and taken yeah. to China. SARS. Mm-hmm. SARS just there were samples of yeah, SARS CoV two. So, uh, like the earlier SARS sample samples of SARS SARS CoV one. Yeah, if you will, were stolen from a Canadian lab by ex workers, and they well transported those time, to China. Yeah, they well they transported that to China. Indeed. So that's that's a thing that happened and <laughs> cannot be denied. But you know, I uh, I will be honest. Yeah, I'm reading a little bit more into this than is available in the public information. But, you know, based on my interviews with people like Dr. McCarron and others, I'm I'm pretty comfortable saying it. And I mean, it's not like I'm on oh, YouTube, we so we're not going to get... I found my tweet. Oh, good. It was a Peckham shop. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's that other thing that happened... Um, with uh, somebody, this is the thirteenth. Oh, geez, that yeah, was we'll, a little while ago. Yeah, we'll we'll cover that here in a minute, though, because that is actually worth talking about too. But uh, oh, jeepers, where was I here? Uh, well, I mean, the only thing that really ties in further with that is it's creepy, and we tried to tell you. Is it crawly? <laughs> Kinda. I mean, there's the. Uh, does it have anything to do with Boris the Spider? I'm sorry, well, that was a little music joke. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it does have to do with a, with a parasite crawly, by the name of Klaus, but... But, related though, we do have a study out... Where was this one from? Dang. I don't have the study directly, but we've been talking about this, but... Uh, we kind of covered it over the last few weeks, uh, which unfortunately you haven't been available for. But there have uh, been a couple of studies coming out that have shown ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine being effective. And okay, well, good. Yeah, I, I'm glad that. Look, here's the thing: is at this point, with all that shit, and I'll give you credit. To... I will. I will, honest to God, give you credit because throughout this whole thing, anytime I would bring any of these up, as much as you might say we don't know. It, it, there was always, or almost always, a follow-up of, I'm I'm willing to wait, and I want to see what the studies say. And, you know, kudos to you. Well, for I mean, being thing is, to wait we, for we, had studies bef- we had studies before, and I said, here's what they say. And oftentimes it was that if, you know, hydroxychloroquine, uh, if it's administered early on, or if it is administered prophylactically, it would have a significant impact on the hospitalization and death. Um, if it was ivermectin and it was it was given prophylactically or early on, then it had a significant impact on hospitalization and death. Combinations thereof should have been investigated. The two should have been investigated directly as as preventatives. I think that it is ridiculous that the FDA took the stance that it did, and that was purely political. It was very obviously purely political, and it was a lot of it was driven by uh, internal politics as well as congressional politics. Which is disgusting. Absolutely. That kind of shit. That kind of shit deserves an explicit bipartisan investigation. I mean, it utterly like, undermined shit, like, the CDC and any confidence therein. Completely. Well, the CDC got caught with its pants down because it refused to contradict the goddamn uh, um, uh, uh, the Tedros. 
Yeah, the WHO. Yeah. It completely it refused to contradict WHO, even though it had fucking evidence. That's the thing that really bothers me is that the CDC sat there and said, well, WHO hasn't said it's a pandemic yet. It's like, well, every fucking machination required to prepare for the eventuality that it is definitely going to be a pandemic because it's not like the momentum wasn't obvious. Like we knew this, we knew the surveillance that was at play, and I'm talking about um, infection surveillance here. Uh, so, so where people are, are showing up with infections and uh, unexplained or explained. Like we knew the we knew the surveillance at play, we knew the we knew the the obvious scenarios as far as uh, uh, um, travel. Even though we closed off travel to China, uh, we still were admitting American citizens back, but with an, a woefully inadequate quarantine time um, at the time. So like it, we knew the we knew where things were going, and we invite they 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 fucked up following the CDC's own policy on on quarantine. They said seven days, which is completely inadequate at the time. At the time, we knew the incubation period could be as long as twenty one days, and the policy is twice that. Policy mm-hmm. is twice the longest known incubation time, and, I, and this we hammered on in twenty twenty. Like we knew this was a problem then, and whatever anyway cdc fucked up and they need to investigate the, the cdc over that and i guess like i said it's a bipartisan committee uh put that together bipartisan congressional committee maybe bicameral have both houses looking into it well not um, only that too this raises another very important issue yeah. in that there were efficacious treatments and even though well, there so were the thing is, you didn't know we Here's the thing is we didn't we this is why I'm upset that they didn't do better research into the treatments. We did not know that they were efficacious as efficacious at the time. They did not have similar data to, to back on. They had there were some metadata analyses analyses rather that were that were in my opinion sufficient to, to warrant prophylactic treatment given the the known safety profile of the medications at play. So I think that they could have they could have fallen back and said the medicines are safe anyway. We're producing them at enough quantity. We're not going to cause like a, a rush, you know, like a gas station rush from the '70s style depletion of our supply here. Let's hand them out. You know, what the, what's the worst that can happen here? Everybody doesn't have intestinal parasites. <laughs> Come on, you know, and, everyone's and, and, feel and, better. And there's also <laughs> let, let's just go ahead and talk about the intestinal parasites for just a quick half second and give the rainbow flag its due. Oh, there are some folks that say that <laughs> okay. perhaps there are okay, that coffee certain pasta things <laughs> that intestinal parasites might do to otherwise healthy well, individuals. Speaking of, speaking of such things, we can also fall back on a more known one. Uh, you know what, What's the worst that can happen here? All the crazy cat ladies might start not liking having 40 cats pissing on them. Also, All the toxo might finally be treated. That's also <laughs> a possibility. Yes, I mean, I mean, this is it's 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 one of those things like where these these drugs are being produced domestically, or we could ramp up production Like, look at what we did with isopropanol. Look at all the distilleries that were able to swap over and chug that stuff out. Oh yeah, like. Like the the ridiculous amount of isopropanol our country ramped up and produced. Oh, I'll tell in, you, man. In, I've got like in a few I, honest to God have gallons 
of food safe alcohol now that yeah. I would probably not otherwise be able to get for any kind of reasonable price. I mean, I got, I knew that this shit was coming back at the very beginning. So I got, I got like five gallons for like 60 or 70 bucks. And, uh, and now admittedly I was planning on leaving a lot of this. I was, I was getting ready to move and I, I was going to leave a lot of it for the lab. And I left like some of it. And, I, and, and again, for the lab, I, it was more for my lab, my lab mates, my group. I left them with enough stuff to, uh, you know, I had my supply and I, tra- you know, some of us were trading amongst each other, some of our supplies or we had uneven amounts of stuff and be like, Hey, you know, I got this kind of mask and you got that kind of mask. I, you know, we've got different supplies of different things for different situations. You know, if I'm going to go and hang out next to my lab mates, who I know haven't been like hanging around with people hacking and coughing, I'm not necessarily going to need to break out, you know, this, the mask that's going to prevent all diseases Maybe I can wait until I have to go to a crowded market with an unknown disease hanging around to uh, uh, to wear that. So like we had those kind of those kind of trades going on, and I I left like I left like a a big thing of hand sanitizer for the uh, apartment office when I left because you know they're nice people and I like them. You know, so shit like that. I had a lot of that stuff to to hand out at the end of, uh, of that was in August. That was August first was when I moved. Like. It, the price on isopropanol skyrocketed for a bit. The price on oh, yeah. uh, on the surge on the surgery scrub that I have, um, which you know, so I had I had, a, I had some surgery scrub to to clean up things, you know, that and then the UV light and so on, and the price on all those things went way up. But then the price of isopropanol cratered again because we started making it here, mm-hmm. like. A lot more than like we already make it here. We started making a fuck ton more of it, and that's why you're still able to go out. You know, uh, in later in late 2020, you're able to go out and get yourself a bottle of isopropanol for a, a buck or two. We floored the price, and that that I mean, people are keeping things generally cleaner now today anyway, which frankly is a good thing. Now it's it's good to keep most things clean it's great to get your hands dirty and to get exposure to certain environmental pathogens to build up your immune system it's also great to remove major vectors of social of socially uh um uh transmitted diseases so you know go out in your backyard and play in the dirt and then avoid the guy who's clearly coughing that kind of shit Mm, fair so there's, there's something to be said about getting yourself enough exposure to have a good defense, but at the same time, like you don't go out there looking for the next greatest thing that's going to kill you. You know, let someone else do that first, and then you can get the milder version later after like ten generations, which is kind of where we're getting to right now, which is great. You know, some people wonder why we why we bothered with the vaccines, why we bothered with with any attempt to mitigate the spread. Time is what we really needed. And you do um, make a valid argument, although. I mean, now here's the thing: is I don't think that like this, of... here's the thing with shutdowns, with with the lockdowns, with shutting down the economy, all that shit. If we were going to lock down, we should have it, it should have been a voluntary. It b we should have actually done it, which we didn't. We half-assed it. Instead, what we did was we we didn't really lock down. Instead, we just fucked everyone's jobs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're still able to true. go to some places. You're still able to go to places and spread the disease, but you can't work. Which, which, by the way, was the dumbest thing we ever could have done. Well, um, well now let's be honest. Everybody knows that 
the virus cannot transport between individuals that are eating food. As, yeah, is, or, as uh, is evidenced by all of the, you know, protocols that were in place at restaurants. Uh, it also can't transmit among people who are out there uh, packed shoulder to shoulder shouting, you're a racist. The, right, exactly. Just as scientists told us, if you are protesting for Black Lives Matter or for Antifa only, only, then you are safe because it was a very, is a hyper-intelligent virus. You know, now, so again, the, the the argument for all this at the end of the day, I mean, so the the most optimistic argument is to catch it early, get things propagated faster than the disease spreads, and to cut the numbers down to the point where we can eliminate it instead of try to mitigate it. We didn't do that. Yeah, and if, if a lot of that was real a lot of, generous. Real if, generous. And, and a lot of that, in, and I'd say a lot of that, if not all of that, is due to partisan politics, which is really fucking disgusting. Well, like, um, um, you know, like uh, noted Indian Jamaican uh, Kamala Harris. She uh, right. she said, I'm not taking the Trump vax. Yeah, I, my people were experimented on. Need I say Tunguski? Uh, fucking cunt. Uh, your people were the ones who enslaved those people, bitch. Um. Well, maybe she was talking about um, her lower cla- her lower caste ancestors from India, perhaps. Right. So, so like that. So the the main thing that we that we bought with all of that effort that we were what well, we, we should have been buying with all that effort, uh, you know, not the bullshit side of that, but the the positive aspect of it here is time for the disease to go through enough iterations to mellow out. And it's still worse than the flu. You know, it's still bad, but it's no longer anywhere near as deadly. It is so much better now than it was early on. Those first few strains that were passing around were fucking lethal. We're not good. Probably the first three. So Delta was beyond... Delta was the last one that I would say that was was truly something to avoid. And like, and to, that to being said, watch. Delta was a Delta was very manageable. It was. So here's the thing: is I, I still don't know if I had Delta or Omicron in my first round. Um, and, and they were about fifty fifty in prevalence at the time. And I think that I got Delta because it fucking hurt. Yeah, it could be. Could be. But again, so, and, and this was basically around the time when the vaccines that were available, that was the uh, the first strain that really made its its uh, headway for breakthrough. I mean, that, that's when the whole entire vaccine train broke because we were supposed to have, before Delta really hammered in, we were supposed to have up through Delta wrapped up into a new vaccine that uh, September. Oh, and yeah, no, I, no, I, up, I remember I that having to go over that. So much yeah. like, hey, everybody, did you just, did you get Biden your 2021 just, dose? That Biden just said, uh, no, we're going to go ahead and hand out the, <laughs> the one for the wild type and alpha because fuck you. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they finally come out with a bivalent booster at uh, that was at the beginning of this year, wasn't it? Yeah, this, they, they, they fucking waited. I don't understand why. They, it, anyway, so they're still behind the ball. Uh, they're they're not they're not ahead of the curve here by any stretch no. on this thing. But again, 
again, thankfully at this point, it is a milder disease, and uh, and hopefully we'll start to get some of the uh, you know at least especially for the people who are hesitant on the novel technologies involved with the 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 uh, more more laser focused vaccines, so mRNA and then uh, um, the uh, adenovirus based one from from uh, J and J, like those kind of technologies. Well, well, that's just that too. So the, the targeted strategy of going after a specific aspect, which is one that is is less useful, and this is to to uh, Steve's credit, he's this is one when we agree, but he was harping on it on me as a counterpoint. And he's right that uh, having a, a something that targets just the spike protein and just the uh, just the S one, you know, like if you target just the one thing, it's going to evolve to evade that because that's that, that is facile on on uh, natural selection terms. That is very easy to evolve around. Uh, you want to have multiple targets, and you want to hammer them so that it doesn't have a chance. And when you do deactivated uh, um, virus or attenuated virus, you get those multiple targets, and those are very effective because of that. So, I mean, we we sh- we knew. It's not that we should have known; it's that we did know ahead of time that we would have to update these vaccines frequently in order to get ahead of things or get wide uh, acceptance at the beginning. And here's the other side of it. We got wide acceptance. No other vaccine in history can boast an 80% participation rate. 80% of people got the vaccine. That is massive. And if people bitch about the numbers still, they're fooling themselves. No other vaccine has gotten 80%. The flu vaccine, the annual flu vaccine, has a 50% population uptake. Period. And I can imagine that that is probably going to go down a bit. Well, I guess the thing is, is you know, the vaccine hesitancy, it's all this, all the politics and bullshitting that's been going on has not been helping um, with, with places where, I mean, so vaccines that A, are more effective and B are are less novel, and so will will not be as uh, um, as scary to people who don't know what's going on. Like they, they, the lies that they, that have been told, the uh, the you know talking down to people and insulting their intelligence, insulting them personally, telling pe- you know people that have been saying stuff like if you're not vaccinated, you should die. Oh, and you know what, like uh, Bats here in chat, he's brought up a really good point too. In that um, Canada ran that through before any of the trials were even done, so most That's of that true. stage three trial was Canadians. Silly, yeah, uh, foolishness and utterly <laughs> dangerous. I mean, it's here's the thing: is it doesn't matter if at the end it turns out that it's perfectly safe and effective. Which it wasn't at but... the beginning of it. At, at, no, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You, you don't even you don't need to tag any extra any extra nonsense to the end of that. Just it doesn't matter if it if it's good or bad. It could, it could have been it could have been the next plague was unleashed because we tried to make a vaccine, or it could have been the vaccine that ended all uh, all all COVID activity on the planet. It doesn't yeah, matter either way. There's the some eth- folks that talk about ethics, a, a vaccine that went bad for polio and the ethics. Something might have happened there. The ethics are the same. The ethics are the exact same at the start. That was it's horribly unethical to impose upon your population or make available in that way, especially as a government organization specifically designed to not do shit like that. It is unethical as hell to to impose such a thing upon your population 
without having the appropriate protocols and like the appropriate protocol checks in place there. If you don't know that it's effective, you don't know that it's safe yet, you shouldn't be giving it to the public like that. Now, a trial is a trial, but just making it generally available is Well, a trial is, is a, a trial, trial, but a trial should involve... Well, in this case, there was no informed consent. Well, that was the other Period. thing. Is inf- I was, that's, yeah. There was... There, there wasn't even uninformed consent. They weren't even made aware of they, that they were part of a trial. Which is... Uh, like... Here's the thing. Like in the US, in the US, we had in the US, we had a trial. Yada yada yada. We had the we had to get the data first in the US. In Canada, if they were lied to and said, "Here's the vaccine. It's approved." Approved on what basis is the question you should ask. And now, in here in the US, the basis is they at least gave something that passed the smell test to the FDA. Right? Like, there's at least that level yeah, of they, scrutiny has yeah, gone. Yeah, at least happened. in the US, they did the song and dance. It was just a song and dance, mind, but at least they fucking did it. But uh, so it's yeah. it's just it's it's silly to me that that uh, um, like I, if I were a Canadian, <laughs> the, the Nazi the Nazi applause notwithstanding, uh, you know the the twice applauded Nazi notwithstanding, if mm. I was a Canadian. And I, I found out that the uh, vaccine that was being given to me... Well, uh, also, notwithstanding me, the fact whatever. that truckers that just wanted people to be free were called Nazis, also. That's that's one of my favorite ironies. Also that. It's like, like just all that notwithstanding, the fact that, that they were told, you know, this is your approved vaccine, and they, you know, the on what basis question might have gotten them uh, told to go die in a fire or something. Like, that shit would make me not trust the government. And, I, that, and look, that also ties back to a point I was trying to make earlier, too. I'm and not saying you should trust the that, government. I'm saying that they should be at least vaguely trustworthy on the surface. Oh, know? yeah, yeah, you would fucking know. But, but I, I do just want to make this point real quickly, and that being that if we have efficacious drugs, you're not allowed to do an emergency approval for something. You would have to go through all the proper testing normally. Well, here's the other thing is, is if you have efficacious, I think that we should have hit it with everything we had. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that, that is literally the purpose of Operation well, that's, Warp that's Speed. The thing. That's, that's the thing is, is I think that the, the contingency restriction on emergency use authorization should have been a moot point. I think that if that's going to be your basis, then the fact that these other drugs have not been off, have not been studied specifically for this novel disease should make their use and emergency use authorization as well. Put them exactly. all on the same basis and eliminate the question. Yeah. I think yeah, that, we, I, we I throw the fucking that kitchen sink at it. Like, that would have, here's yeah. the thing is, is that that might've been a strategy that actually eliminated the virus. We would have been able to, maybe we could have, maybe we could have eradicated that one. This, this, you know, the, the, uh, the alpha or, or wild type, maybe we could have stopped it at beta, you know, mm. before it got to Delta. Because yeah. beta was relatively mild compared to Delta. Right, Delta exactly. was or like before the, Omicron Delta's made it out of whatever worst. black site laboratory it was made in. Sorry, well, you know, you oh, I didn't say Ukrainian. that. You'd have Probably. to ask Ukrainian or Hunter Biden. Uh, you um, would want to do that. <laughs> that would be a good idea. Well, you know, I think that they're going to be subpoenaed soon. Maybe that'll be a fun question. Mm, yes. Exactly how much? Exactly how much was the oil company uh, Burisma involved in the uh, in the bio labs right next to their sites? 
So it's it's it's. I still think that you know, put it all on the same plane, make them all emergency use authorizations. It's not like you can't prescribe things off label, which is a lot of what was happening in the background, and that's one of the ways that we knew stuff was going to be effective. Now, again, I don't like anecdotal evidence. I think it's Although I will drop a little hint of some anecdotal evidence on you this very moment. There are to this day, I have I've not seen any reports this week, but last week I saw reports of pharmacies still denying, based entirely okay. on the pharmacist's yeah. opinion, hydroxychloroquine. That's not anecdotal and, evidence. That's and, just we know that shit's happening and it's horrible. Yeah, so they're denying this on uh, on. Yeah. The word of the FDA. They're saying that the FDA has said that this is not effective. Yeah, let's well, see. Here's the thing. Is, it doesn't matter. It's, it's it a real matter. double whammy to hear some shit like that. Their opinions are fucking useless because the doctor wrote the order, not the patient. And when a doctor writes an order, the pharmacist's job is to fucking fill it. And that is that breakdown should not happen. No. Ever. Not the fact ever. that a pharmacist, a pharmacist like that should get fired. Yes. The only way, the only reason that a pharmacist like that should not get fired is if they catch someone who doctor shopped for opioids or something. At that point, they should be they should be giving someone like so. At that point, they need to talk to the doctor, and if the doctor oh, agrees so, that so the doctor you're, shopping you're, happened, they give so them you've got three else. prescriptions for OxyContin for a thousand pills for the next month. You say seems legit to me. Right, that, oh, but no, no, point, no, no. Hold on, no, we are not going to sell you that ivermectin. No, sir. No, sir. I do not trust that. The science is out. Well, you know what? At that point, at that point, like, here's the thing is, is how did the, what the pharmacist sees in the label, what the medicine is for and what the doctor prescribes it for. And when the doctor makes, writes the prescription, they write down, even if it's an off-label use, they write down an on-label diagnosis. So the pharmacist would have no basis beyond their own fucking opinion for not for restricting that use. Just just to point that out right right here. Like so so I, I had to deal with like uh, uh, a pain thing before, and I had to deal. I had to end up getting you know prednisone and uh, oxycotton for it, and the on label use was gout. Oh, there you go. I, it's it's just right. It I mean the, the pharmacist sees what the doctor wrote. They do not have a medical license, and they have no medical basis for restricting a pharmaceutical uh, treatment. Their job is to fill the dot, the goddamn prescription. That that is it. Yes. If they suspect if they suspect a problem, they are to report. Call to the, the FDA. The F- Call the CDC. CDC. CDC, or the FDA, or the NIH, which controls both. They report back to them and say, I have a re- suspicious activity to report. And then if they see multiple doctors giving the same drug, then they can say, okay, there's a problem. I'm going to go ahead and talk to these doctors, and then they will resolve it outside the patient's purview. If it's just the guy saying, I don't believe in giving people this drug, they should not be a pharmacist. That That is unethical. It's against their fucking oath. Quite. They don't. They don't follow the Hippocratic oath, but they follow something very similar. You know, engineers have our own oath to go on our own thing. So the order of the engineer, you have to take some. You have to take an oath. You know, it's why I wear the pinky ring. There you go. Like this, this kind of shit is important. And if you're violating your fucking oath to the public, 
then you should not be in that job. You know, if you have all this, you have plenty of chemistry training, go find a lab. You just, you should not be serving the public at that point. You just, it's not for you to do that. Well, you're that not, not serving your the public. Role. You've become yeah, not a your Peter role. Holtz type where you're serving it's, another master. And like it's, it's, it's not, it's not your role. You're not, a, you're not their doctor. You don't know their medical history. All you have is a prescription. You should leave it at that and just fill the fucking prescription. Sell the fucking hot dog, hot dog salesman. Well, here's the thing is, is were it not so critical that people got their medicines delivered to them um, uh, uh, accurately by a person, a robot would already have that job. And the major role of a pharmacist would be to explain to a patient what those drugs do and to do things like recompounding. So compounding drugs is actually a, a thing that pharmacists do. And, it, and most people don't know this until they get old and they have to have this done for them. But you can ask, like, if you if you're if the way your drug comes to you is is uh, is inappropriate and you're, for instance, if you are not able to swallow your horse pills, they can recompound your drugs. They can compound them uh, into smaller pills hmm. like they have, they have the, the, the stuff to do this in the back. Um, and it's a simple, typically it's always at request and it's free. Yeah. Like you, if you if you if your throat is so sore that you cannot take an 800 milligram uh, uh, horse pill, you can request that they um, that they they take the pills in the back and crush them down into smaller pills for you, and they will do that. But again, like the the part there where they go. parse out the number of pills into a bottle, the fact that this has such a, a certain ethical and legal restrictions means that a robot has not been able to come for their job yet. But to be able to explain to a patient what your drugs do and to be able to compound your drugs into a different format or form, uh, uh, for you, so different size pills, uh, taking a pill and turning it into a slurry uh, for you to be able to drink or, to, or turn it into a powder for you to be able to put into like your applesauce or whatever, shit like that, those things are done by humans, the pharmacist. They need to know how to do that as part of their training. That, that is something they do. Or, yeah, as uh, Bats says here in uh, chat, he's gotten oh, prescriptions okay. from Amazon. Who's to say so whether they've is, been sorted by a robot or not? They've been sorted by a pharmacist. Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, well, a big it, company it's like that's probable, not gonna, It's required. They're not going to run the risk of that, so the like packaging the CDC itself, or the FDA coming down on them. The, the packaging itself is is partly automated. If you you know, So, like, the, the parsing out of the pills into the packager is done by the pharmacist. But the packaging itself can be can be automated. Oh, I'm sorry. so like I know I've looked into this myself because it's some some of it seemed interesting and it might be you know I, I thought so I, I have certain prescriptions that I take and I thought well maybe it'd be easier if I just have, you know, run that through Amazon and I know that I could just get it wherever I am because uh, that'd be easier you know because my pharmacy has always been you know in one state and then I I lived for a while in another state and I had to come back here to get my meds. You know, or or you know, or I had to have I had to mail them or what have you, and maybe it'd just be easier to have the the uh, prescription from my doctor sent into Amazon or whatever. I thought about that, and then I realized that if I move somewhere, and like the fact you know, like they'll send out your weekly packet, and it's like, well, you know, if do I have if I deal with this in the one way, I also have the possibility that maybe I end up with you know like some drugs I don't necessarily need to take every damn day then maybe I end up with a, an oversupply in some way instead of like just knowing when I need it and getting a bottle then, you know, things like that. You have to wonder, you know, the Amazon packaging is like a little single use plastic wrap 
instead of the different uh, uh, bottle. And if I end up having to deal with that shit, you know, that's annoying. So I, I looked into that, and it's like uh, I'm not I'm not a I'm not like say a 70 year old who has a very stable known collection of pills coming every day. Right. So I don't I don't have the, I don't have the the utility of that. I'm also not stable where I was living. So whatever, fine. But still, like the 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 automation aspect of it is a thing. And so basically, the pharmacist though the the core point pharmacist do your goddamn job. You're not a doctor. And end of the day, they can make all the arguments they want. They're not the doctor prescribing the medicine. They're not the one who's interacting with the patient directly in that way. The pharmacist's role is to give the drugs to the patient, and if the patient asks, to explain what the drugs do. That is your job. Like, you know, or, or make the pills a different shape, you know? Seriously, just... Cut just, your hundreds down into 250s or something, yeah. Right, it, it's... Yes, they're the cashier of drugs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Get me break break with twenty for me. Well, the funny thing is, oddly enough, they still have that role. <laughs> they're also the cashier for the drugs. Mm, true, true. So we've uh, we pulled this thing a little late. We have, which is, I mean, I don't mind, but we also I don't want to keep you super we late also... either. But yeah. Well, I, I, we're 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 uh, we're we're about on time. Yeah, that's fair. But and, and, and you know, it's I, I think that we we got through some things that I I'm glad I got a chance to comment on. Oh, totally. There's been a lot of we've been able to add a lot to uh, a lot of the really kind of pressing current issues, which is uh, I mean that's that's what we're here for. Yeah. But as we like to uh, close out on um, good news. We'll we'll hit this one up first because I don't know if it's good news or bad news, but it's definitely worth sharing, and it ties into a lot of the things we've been reporting on since we went on the air. That being, uh, this is a headline out six days ago. Uh, this would be Dominion, the uh, voting machine <laughs> company that sued Lindell, Giuliani, Fox, Newsmax, oh, yeah. etc. They have been implicated in a bribery scheme. Oh, have they? They have, unsurprisingly. We will wait to see how this plays out because this comes out of a new indictment from the DOJ, and knowing the DOJ, I could expect it to go nowhere. Nonetheless, it is out. It is a thing. So it'll be interesting to see. The next, of course, being that uh, not only has uh, the House brought up the uh, the consideration that a motion to table a bill that would <laughs> consider forming a committee to discuss uh-huh. the potential of impeachment for Biden has uh, moved forward. So, again, I'll believe it when I see it. <sighs> now, this one, I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. But it's really interesting. And uh, I guess it's a tool. And tools are equally good <laughs> and bad. So uh, I don't know if you saw this one. The description. Van Eck Freaking. You familiar? Um, I think I'm familiar with the uh, the freaking term that you're... Uh, the spelling, at least, here that we're talking about. Indeed. Right? Indeed, you probably okay. are. Uh, like, uh, like phone freaks back in the day, you know. Oh, oh, yes, I know about them. I know several. Well, 
this would be using. Um, I may have dabbled a time or two. You know, there's there's some of us who do know about um, Captain Crunch and not just the cereal. Yeah, and that's an interesting tale. I, uh, a jaunty tune that you could whistle to yourself, you would say. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this uh, this Van Eck freaking is getting data out of HDMI and potentially other yeah. electronic cabling by way of audio surveillance and uh, electrical surveillance. Mm-hmm. So you would just kind of look at the, the uh, juice that's going through there, feed it into your little uh, box that's been trained, and your box outputs the data. I'm going to include a link for yep. everybody for... A, here, let me test that in staff chat for you so you can check it out. But I'll include a link for everybody that, oh, they, can, boy. Uh, that they can check this out. And it is wild. They're getting, <laughs> uh, they're getting the actual on-screen movements and display of this computer in... Oh, yeah, that'd be easy. Like, one, two millisecond delay. Yeah. In an utterly undetectable fashion, a, a completely physical. Uh, oh, it's it's from EM. Yeah. So here's the thing: is is um, so the only way you'd be able to do this is with an optical cable. Sorry, to, to avoid this, the only way to avoid this is with an optical cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you have any if you have any man in the middle uh, um, access for the electromagnetic output. Um, so not, not, and I, I, I get that the light signal is a light is still EM, but it's contained. And not to say that that might not be hackable in the future as well, but at this time, well, let's, let's just say this, that right now, right now that doesn't have say like quantum, uh, 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 encryption. So yes, it could be hackable at some point soon. Yeah. But if we're talking about just putting something around a cable and seeing what's going through it, and getting the uh, the errant EM um, emissions from the the copper wires. Yeah, that's not going to be um, reasonable there. That that is something where you can get if you just have the the EM emissions from the copper wires. Like you, that is something that is totally within the realm. This is Absolutely. actually something that is that is done that is done routinely for espionage purposes on CMOS chips. So the actual chips can give off EM sufficient to be able to determine what kind of bit flips are happening on the inside. And that can, that that's actually a major cryptographic um, uh, concern. So things like some operations take a longer time to happen than others on the chip can mean that you can actually parse out the ones and zeros of those operations based on the amount of the delay between the emissions. Things like that are completely within the realm of, of, uh, uh, um, What's it called? A non-destructive uh, inspection of a device. Certainly. So, without without cracking open the case, you can put something that is sensitive enough right next to it and get a good enough signal to noise ratio where you can see what's going on on the inside without ever ever looking like physically looking inside it. So, to do so, uh, the fact that they got the um, this learning algorithm to to be good enough to overcome some of the HDMI issues is pretty impressive but it's also you know given all the tools that are at play totally within reason uh, very much expected to that this kind of shit would happen Certainly. one of the things that hdmi is is uh been um able to boast is uh 
is all of the uh, the DRM additions that were forced upon the industry by uh, the AA mafia. Um, so shit like not being able to to uh, screen record um, Amazon videos on your computer screen, shit like that, it's kind of built into the OS because fuck you, the customer, mm-hmm. uh, is in part also a physical restriction from the uh, from the HDMI protocol or HDMI spec. So, um, so being able to overcome any of that, like, so that's actually something where I'd be curious is, are they able to watch a double a mafia approved video on a screen using this, not just see the operating system? My guess is that they probably can, uh, because eventually the raw data does still have to be streamed over and a TV is not going to carry a special key for every single encrypted, uh, transmission. So, if they're capable of viewing it at all, they should still, they should, you know, without without major modification, they might be able to uh, to see everything that goes across that cable. Entirely possible. So I, I that the would be something. You get, the I'd more like uh, the more mm, interesting data you can get. I mean, at this point, we're yeah. talking communications. But uh, like our man Bat says well, in the chat, what if you've yeah. got access to a USB port? What if you can get that close? <laughs> well, then... well, that doesn't matter. <laughs> so here's the thing: is, is is this this right now is you can put something next to a wire, and pick up what's going on with it. If you have access to a USB port, that doesn't fucking matter. Well, that's not exactly what I mean. Like, uh, say you've got a closed machine, uh, a du- not a dumb terminal, but you know, like a McDonald's terminal out there. It's got ports. Sure. It's got an OS, but you just can't get to it. But you can get well... close enough to it. <laughs> that you can read what's traveling between these ports. That gives you all the data you need to right. get into it from outside of it. You know, now, you if you can, have access to a USB port on any computer, then, uh, then yeah, you it's can pretty much it donezo, because, but yeah. Because all I have to do is reboot it with my USB key installed. Ugh. Yeah, but... I mean, <laughs> But that's that's not exactly what I meant. You know, you know what I'm saying here. Like, well, I'm just, if, I'm just, I'm just vicinity, saying, right? He says, like... I'm just saying that he has. He says now. Imagine doing that with other ports like USB and controlling it remotely. I, I, I get, I get that you're talking about like getting next to the cable and then using it. I, I get that part. Um, but you see, you have to understand that that these these kind of measurement uh, methods are largely passive. The amount of energy you'd have to pump into the cable in order to push a signal like that yeah, while that's going to be a very that's going to be an incredibly complicated kind of device to send that signal well, back in as it's, well. It's just, it's like you can, you can, you know, technically do it. It's just that that is much, much harder. Oh yeah. That's, than, that's um, orders of magnitude and, in complexity above and beyond what you're doing here. It's, it's, uh, it's the, the equivalence here is that's speaking instead of listening. Um, sure. And and so imagine you're in a crowd. It's very easy to to get next to somebody and listen to what they're saying. Uh, but if you want to if you want to talk to them, you have to shout. Yeah, that's fair. Nonetheless, he does make a valid point. Like if you can get close to these things, you can get even more interesting data. Well, so and the you can idea do a lot that... more interesting stuff with that. Well, the, the major idea behind uh, um, a technique like this is 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 listening. It's uh, it's not the it's not to modify it. You, for instance, if you have somebody who's who's putting their bank details in, blah blah blah, 
you probably want to just listen first to get those details. Oh, sure. I mean, clearly it'd be easier, it'd be better if you could make it look like they were the ones who sent you all their money. Sure. But you can also do that by yourself later at your leisure without them being involved at all. You don't have to be. Oh, once you've got the data, you can do whatever you want with it. Right. So the point is that it, it, the getting the data is more interesting in these applications than just making someone else send the data or seem to send the data. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, so well, I mean, uh, I, as soon as here's here's the thing, Bats is back in the seventies. Uh, uh, late 60s, um, they were already capable of seeing what your your VCR saw. Um, kind of. By the late 80s and the early 90s, it was possible to park your van outside someone's house and see what their computer screen was showing. Just by the way, in case you didn't know that was a thing, that's a thing. Oh, yeah, and then there's the uh, the whole laser. That's something our government pioneered too. It's so the laser sound waves thing was cool. That's been a thing for a while, but the uh, the the high fidelity version of that picked up in the early 2000s. Sure. Um, I mean, so we we've been able to just the 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 thing. So I remember hearing about this shit on on uh, BBS uh, um, boards and IRC IRC boards. Um in the 90s, the late 90s, that that they can park a van outside your house in a neighborhood, and like in an apartment complex, what have you, and they can pick up just your location's device, and they can see what you have on your screen on their screen. Like, this this shit, and this, this was back when everyone had a CRT. So, mind you, you're blasting EM waves all around you anyway. It's not like it was that hard to pick those up. The fact that they can do this uh, with wire proximity now is pretty damn cool because, remember, CRTs are massive EM emitters. A wire is not anywhere near as strong as that. So you basically just have to get close enough to it and you have to pick apart the HDMI protocol, which is a little more complicated and annoying than than uh, just listening to a CRT doing a scan. Yeah, that's... I mean, it, it's interesting stuff, above and beyond everything. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's uh, it's also pretty spooky. Well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where you have to have certain expectations on your privacy, and you have to remember that the human element is always the element that is weakest in a security chain. Mm, true. It's uh, Ult- and, ultimately, and let's be real. This is uh, this is a very powerful tool added to the uh, arsenal of hackers, be they um, oh, yeah. state level or individual DIY guys. Whatever. Well, so the, the proximity required for, to the wire is the interesting part here because that is still not parking a van outside the house territory. Yeah. Well, but, you know, when you're, when but, you're at state level, though, you know, you just call up the... You know, all you have say, to do hey, is get... Uh, let, me, let me in the, uh, the box at the end of the uh, block down there. I'll, I need to put a box in there. And they say, yes, sir. Right. So, so again, so the the um, the it, since it's it's radio based, that's still me. Like you can get good distance on that. Again, your signal to noise ratio is going to be the ultimate limiter here on on your distance. If you've got like a quiet neighborhood, you probably can. 
Like if you if you're if you're remote, like you're out in the boonies, you know. So I, for example, I'm out in the boonies. If a if a van parks at the end of the driveway, which is distant enough away that it shouldn't be a problem, uh, one, I'm gonna notice it. Two, they're still gonna be kind of distant. But three, they don't exactly have a lot of interference around to uh, uh, get in the way of them acquiring a signal. So, you know, if if for instance my house was closer to the road. You know, say it was a, a suburban driveway's length away from the road. That's starting to get into the territory where you might be able to, to tune in your sensitivity enough to dr- to get a SN of around a, a factor of ten. Like once you get to that territory, you've got a signal. You know, a, a signal to noise ratio of two, you've basically got a signal. You know, like you can you can futz with things to get a reasonable enough image out of that. You know, it might not be perfect, but you can get something. Uh, but you know, you got to include the fact that there's going to be environmental noises that are that are more uh, statistically predictable that you can t- you can you can use appropriate filters to get rid of things like uh, your 5G signals, your or your general cellular signals, etc. Like which we've got around here. You know, we've got good cell reception, etc. So it's not like, I mean, it's well, it's not the greatest, but like it's good enough. So. It's good enough where I would expect someone to have a hard time locking in on an HDMI cable uh, uh, from background, from like you know the sixteenth uh, of a mile or whatever it is to the road. Sure. Like it's it's you know there so you got these kind of give and takes here. But like if you're in an apartment complex and you're you're outside the apartment in a van. I, my suspicion is it's going to be one of those kind of good luck situations. Uh, I don't know. And then, uh, who can and say? Then, who then, can say? I mean, it's been done in the lab, and who can say exactly well, how much more advanced, you know, other well, technologies? I mean, are. Again, once you get the protocol down, the uh, um, the signal to noise issue is a matter of, of tuning. You know, you, you or you just pull much, in all the data and out. go through it later. You know? Right. I mean, what? That's, <laughs> yes, that's your, government acting facility, right there. And your facility in Utah, yes. Those fuckers. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I still like that. I still, I still love the story where the city told them when they said we want to buy up, uh, we want to buy up your power and water. Uh, the city told them to go fuck themselves, and then they, uh, they had to make their own cogen. It's like, yes, you know what? Sink more of my tax dollars in. Um, Fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm glad the city told you to go shove it up your ass. Yeah, do fuck off, please. Truly. Oh, but... Um, well, on that libertarian note... Well, actually, I'd like to close this out before uh, before you get off the line here with yeah. actually a legitimately good piece of news. And that is that a, a dangerous man has been locked up. A man by the name of uh, Howard Franklin. He uh, he was going on a stabbing spree, as a matter of fact. And, uh, oh, uh, Uh-oh. oh, excuse me, uh, Howard Franklin is the one that was stabbed. My bad, my bad. Uh, Patrick Douglas Scruggs. Um, uh. He uh, went on a stabbing spree. Uh, this fella is uh, notable as um, a Department of Justice prosecutor who locked uh, up you know, the one you're six about. people 
So anyway, yeah, he got an aggro. One in got, uh, Tampa. Uh, got aggravated. Right? Yeah, in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Got really uh, upset and then uh, stabbed some people. And then some people came over to say, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't stab those people. He stabbed them, too. So, you know, they've got some really, really great people working on these things. So, um, yeah, he's in jail now because he's a complete psychopath that was killing people. Good. Or trying to. Yeah. I hope he stays there. Me too. And another piece of good news out of you'd never ever have expected this fucking thing. John Fetterman. I will quote. <laughs> I, I, I know. Oh, I know. I'm about to quote John Fetterman. And I, it's I going and you're going say. to be able to understand it. I don't know what they had him on this day, but man, good stuff. So anyway, the Chinese it's government and other and, and I'm quoting the man. There's actually video of him saying these words. It's astounding. Anyway, the Chinese government and other U.S. adversaries should own zero, zero agricultural land in our country. I believe that. <laughs> I mean, they're taking back our pandas, you know. We should take back all their farmland. Well, you know, that that is a very John Fetterman thing to say. But bless, bless his big old dumb heart. It's 100% right. Bless his congested heart. Indeed. Like, you know... The man may be a wreck and a shell, but he's absolutely right. That is not how things should be, and it's not how things should be right. I, I, I don't think that they. I don't think that. Um, I think that if you're a foreign, um, if you're if you're a, a foreign government or a a known, um, you know, like under say like a FARA kind of exception, if you're a known foreign government agent. Then you can you can at most rent. I think yeah. that's what it should be. You can you can lease stuff here, uh, and those leases can be canceled by the government. I think that's the way we should go about that. That would be fair. Foreign governments do not have a right to any of our land. Period. None. The only land that they have a right to is at the embassies, which are by treaty their land. Yep. Because we get a piece that's the same size in their country. Indeed. And I've actually got a flat-out good piece of news. If you can believe that. out of, Involving a congressman. <laughs> now, it has implications that are not perfect. Is it that Bobert puts out? Uh, no, actually. <laughs> nah, we covered that before. Uh, no, actually, uh, former U.S. Congressman Stephen Beyer was sentenced to 22 months in prison oh, he's for former. insider training. Yeah, former, <laughs> not current, not Nancy Pelosi. Nonetheless, he made more than $320,000 for himself and his relatives oh. and for some woman he was having an affair with. It's been or- he has been ordered to pay $354,027 in restitution and a $10,000 fine. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Did you see, speaking of, speaking of, of Pelosi... I think that you saw the tweet. I think you may have retweeted it. Maybe it was just Bass. Uh, but the video of the uh, uh, of the house break-in and arrest was uh, uh, released. The the police cam footage. Oh, the full deal. Of the. Uh... So as I put out as I put out uh, a quote tweeting that tweet, I said uh, I said uh, uh, whatever Pelosi uh, hammered in the streets and hammered in the sheets. There you go. <laughs> 
That is, I mean, it's just like you see the the cops Paul's always out there getting hammered. I'm telling you. He's like, you see the cops sitting there, looking at him. Pelosi's got his hand on the hammer. The guy's sitting there and like, you know, want to give me the hammer? Like, no, no. And, <laughs> and then the guy. I mean, it, it's it's horrific. It's yeah, the guy it's... just just yanks the hammer back and goes at him. <laughs> just, I, I I know I'm laughing, but like, it looks straight out of a fucking horror movie. Yeah, it kind of is. Kind of is. It's it like like you know that that shit of that shitty slice of life, uh, horror movie style like quarantine. It, mm. it literally looks like it's it's straight out of quarantine, where the guy just yanks back on this shitty cam. You know the the uh, policeman potato cam, yanks back and then just goes at him, and then they go out of frame and out of view, and then you see the other cop jolt after him, and then the cop who's videoing runs around the corner, and everything's kind of, like, already done. It's yeah. it's right at, it's right out of, like, a horror movie. Like, and here's the thing. It, it was definitely real life. It definitely happened. The guy was actually hurt. And there's definitely somebody that opened had, that door. But it just had that look. <laughs> and it was... it's It's fucked up. That's true. Oh but yeah, uh, his yeah. his uh, his buff buddy had the hammer and went after him. True, true. And somebody opened that door also. Yeah. Which is weird. We still don't have answers for that. And uh, well, well, real quick, we did go over the fact that uh, a portion of that chef was in the water and was unable to be removed from the water, in which he uh, drowned. Oh. Interesting. Very. But we'll never find out anything more about that. So it doesn't matter. Nope. But we're going to close out with one last piece of good news. Uh, that one coming out of your home state, my man. Oh, and man. That would be uh, some great work in, uh, oh, what was it? It was called Operation Traffic Stop, joint uh, operation involving uh -huh. several law enforcement and anti-trafficking agencies which was able to net, uh, let me see here, 219 individuals, including oh, a yeah. school coach, three <laughs> Disney employees, because of course, and then two Disney-attached oh, people who didn't work directly there, but kind of worked in and around the park, and a bunch of other mm -hmm. people too. But Oh, and also 35 yeah. uh, illegal aliens, 44 felonies, and 242 misdemeanors. So um, it worked out quite well, but as Good. is basically always the case in these trafficking and exploitation cases, yes, there were Disney employees involved. Because they yep. just always are every time anymore. Weird. Yeah. So, hey, good yeah. news is good news. You know, bad people going away are bad people going away. So it's something. Good. And with that, we'll uh, we'll call this one. Maybe there will be another. There, are, um, Like I was saying at the beginning, we've got some really interesting guests coming up soon. A returning guest and a brand new one. So uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled. Share the links with everyone. As you all know, we can be found on uh, Spotify, iTunes, the Google thing, I think, and a couple others as well. All the main stuff. <laughs> But uh, do please share the links out there with everybody. Share the podcast. We um, there isn't 
anyone that's doing this like we're doing it. And the folks that are, are not bringing this level of... They're not bringing the heat. The, they aren't. They aren't, you know. They, uh, not like we are, but they aren't. They, they, bring a, they bring a level of heat, but it's, it's not the kind of heat you want. Look. And we'll look, just leave it at bringing... that. We'll, we'll They're just... bringing the pathetic jalapeno, and I'm growing the super hops outside for a reason. Oh, that's right, and you know what? Not only have we got this, not only have we got the spicy jalapenos, they got flavor, people. They got real flavor. They're not, uh, they're not bland. We got those those delicious habaneros and reapers going, man. Yeah. They're not bland and banned from everywhere. They're only banned in one place, and not technically. I'm just smart enough to not fuck it up. But I'm not talking to anyone in particular. <laughs> anyway, everybody, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm Evan. You can find me at that fake guy, Dan. Uh, this is my man, Craig. You can find him at CraigBob99. We are missing our illustrious Steve. You can find him at Ratman720. Now with that, again, share those links out there everywhere. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, well, you're a true hero. God bless. See you soon.